A non-ordinary life requires a non-ordinary approach. Welcome to the Seer's Edge. My name is Juliette Trinka, and I'm here as your guide in living the full adventure and abundance that you came here to live. During my 20 years of practicing as a shaman, I've helped thousands of leaders to unlock their full potential and actualize their vision. What I know is that ritual, leadership, magic, and wealth are intrinsically woven together. This podcast is a discovery of living the full mystery of who you are while opening to deeper trust in life than you've ever allowed. Learn how you can make your quantum leap with us at getlifemastery.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I am so excited to dive into this exploration with you today about the massive misunderstanding about the role of emotion and really the full range of our human experience as it relates to manifestation, conscious wealth creation, and impactful leadership. I want to start by sharing as a shaman, my experience of reality, my understanding of how things work is just really different than um, it is for a lot of human beings. I don't experience the world in a materialistic way. Our culture is a materialist culture. And what I mean by that is that we experience everything around us as things, right? We tend to experience them as objects, oftentimes even other people, the labels, the stereotypes we use, um, even that language of using itself, right? Rather than partnering with, for example. And there is a certain range of possibilities that are going to present themselves to us when we really believe that we live in a world of things, in that materialistic world. The shamanic perspective is an animist perspective. Everything is alive. And animism wouldn't say that a stone or a tree or a door has the same quality of consciousness as a human being. It's it's not saying that, but it's that there is a quality of consciousness that exists in everything, that it has a life of its own. Even our own body isn't a thing, it's a process that's unfolding with its own intelligence, its own ideas, its own desires. And there is a whole other range of possibilities that are available when we understand that distinction between animism and materialism. What happens when we experience and practice animism is that it becomes easy and natural to trust life, to maintain our capacity to choose, right? No one can take away your capacity to choose. It's the one thing actually that no one can take from you. Someone could even take your breath, but they can't take your capacity to choose. And it's a very different life when you have your full capacity to choose and your choice is happening in a flow of non-resistance. Something very different is happening when you're trying to choose within an incredible amount of resistance or control, right? So this is why inside of my containers, 
we work very deeply with the medicines both of decision and surrender. They they elicit miracles when they are partnered and they tend to create a lot of mess and suffering for us when they're not, right? So when I say I trust life, what I mean is that I don't go around experiencing a lot of problems. It's just that it's all happening. And if I've decided something, if I have called in a vision, if I have a goal, if I am devoted to seeing something in my life, whether it's a certain amount of money or a kind of experience for myself or my clients or my kids, I recognize that everything that's happening is in service to that, even if my mind can't comprehend it. Something could appear that to most people would look like an obstacle, like an unexpected bill. You know, something happening that we would normally say is bad or wrong. Maybe someone says they don't believe in me or or something like that. But actually, the way I experience it is that too is furthering the journey towards what it is that I seek to create. When we look at the seven levels of consciousness, this is another thing that I teach inside of my spaces, that moves us to fourth level consciousness because fourth level consciousness is a way of living, an experience of living where there are no enemies. It doesn't mean I don't, you know, that I like everything. And again, it doesn't mean that I'm not saying no or that I no longer have choice. It's just that it's happening in a different context. So I wanted to preface this because something really different happens when we no longer have a need to reject, to make wrong, to discredit, or even to do anything about all the things that are happening internally and externally, and rather experience them all as an opportunity to shape the flow of our love. What does it feel like to flow my love when I feel very afraid, both to uh, my fear, flowing love also to the thing that I think is causing my fear, flowing love to the part of me that is so sick and tired of having fear, right? That there is no cause to stop up the flow of our love. And it also means that there's a lot less to do. <laughs> Another shamanic teaching that I really, really love is why do today? What will take care of itself tomorrow? And it's, it's just such a generous statement, right? Because there's a recognition inside of that statement that phenomenon are appearing and disappearing. Emotions are happening, then they're fading away. Nothing lasts forever. And when we live in a way where we only take the actions that we genuinely feel inspired from our love, from our creativity, from our deepest self to do, there's so much more energy available. There's so much more time available. There's so much more capacity to receive insights, abundance, love, all of the things that we're craving. So it really is true. I mean, many people look at my life and what I share about my life. I have incredible seven-figure businesses that I absolutely love, that uplift uh, and support women across the globe. I have my dream home that I bought here in Sedona last summer that's absolutely been a dream come true every single day. I look out over the beautiful mountains and this constantly changing landscape. If you've never been Sedona, it's, it's a bit like living inside of a, a fairy tale. I have time freedom. I do what I want to do and I don't do what I don't want to do. 
my time flows with me. When I have lots of energy, I do lots of things. And when I have less energy, I get to rest. I have an amazing marriage that goes deeper and deeper and deeper every day. I have beautiful children and they're living their dreams, right? And I get to have an amazing relationship with them. I remember before I had kids, one of my biggest fears was that I would have a really contentious relationship with my kids once they got to be teenagers because that's what was normal to me. I felt a lot of contention with my parents as a teenager, but that's not how we live. We have a loving relationship, a close relationship, an honoring relationship. But the thing is, my life has not always looked like this. In fact, it used to look quite different. And I really had to unhook myself from this misunderstanding that I'm going to dive into in just a moment about understanding the role of my emotional landscape and the real truth about how it impacts magic and manifestation. And in my experience with working with thousands of women, I'm not the only one experiencing this. I was not the only one operating inside of that misunderstanding. And so I feel really, really excited to dive into this with you today. So what I want to do is I want to take you behind the scenes into three moments on my journey. And I want you to just really drop in and notice if you have experienced something similar. The first moment is when I was 27 years old. I was pregnant with my first child and I was a single mama. And before the um, creation of my beautiful daughter, I had been in a relationship before that, right? So before I met with my daughter's birth father, um, I had a long-term relationship that had ended. And up until that time in my life as a 27-year-old, I had never experienced real grief. I, I had just never gone through it. I had experienced disappointment. I had experienced loss. I had experienced all kinds of things, but never grief to that level. And the relationship with my daughter's birth father was very short-lived. And so both of those relationships then were over when I was inside of this amazing pregnancy. The pregnancy itself was a wonderful experience, but I was in such deep grief the whole time. And I was terrified. Like I can still feel it in my body, like that gripping in my belly and in my heart, because I was terrified that this deep grief that I was feeling was somehow going to impact my child negatively, that I was going to mess up like her interior chemical structure and she would end up as like this depressed person and it would be my fault. And then I also realized that that fear and that terror and that self-judgment could also be impacting her. And so it was just like layers of grief and judgment and fear and judgment just compounding every single day. And I did the best that I could do, but I can't say that I got to a point inside of that pregnancy where I didn't feel afraid or guilty and just terrified that I was going to do something that was going to mess up my child's life, even though this is the the person that I love the most. And like I even get emotional thinking about it, actually. It was so profound to be inside of that. And then, of course, my daughter was born. And for those of you who are parents, when that child comes into the world, it just really um, takes precedent, right? And so it was really just about being there for her 
And over the years, I was able to go into deep work and to resolve and to bless and release all of that grief, both over these relationships and also the judgment that I had on, on myself during that pregnancy. But the thing is now, now that this gorgeous, amazing, brilliant girl is 16 years old, I recognize that I wasn't hurting her. My experience of grief wasn't hurting her. And that's so important. So I just want you to, again, drop in and notice if there's any experience that you're having now or in your history or even that you worry about in your future where you worry about like the depth of your experience inside of something is going to harm the people around you. I just want you to know it's not true. So now fast forward <laughs> many years. My son was in the picture. My husband was in the picture. We had been divorced and gotten back together, my husband and I, my family and I, and things were really finally starting to take off in my business. I had had a financial leap unlike anything I had ever experienced. And I decided inside of that financial leap, okay, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year that everything is going to change. I am going to continue this financial leap. I'm going to continue to serve and bless and grow in the ways that I have been. And my husband very unexpectedly, although I don't know how you could ever expect uh, an episode of major depression, but he went into an episode of major depression. And for a good chunk of that year, his primary concern was healing. That is what he needed to do. And I completely understood that. Our kids in their own way totally understood that. We were totally supportive of him. But my first thought well, I guess this isn't going to be the year where I really make a financial breakthrough. So again, I just reflect on your own experience. Have you had that where you sort of decide preemptively that now that someone else's need is greater or different, that somehow it means that you cannot be who you are, live what you came here to live, or that you have to seed your goals and desires? It's just scarcity. But I couldn't see it in that moment. And fortunately, inside of that experience, um, I had a lot of great support around me. I had an awesome coach and community at that time. And my coach and my community really challenged me to confront that notion and to not just let it swim under the radar and to open myself to the reality that it could be possible for my husband to do all the healing he needed to do for me to really be at the helm of our family life and for my business to thrive, even though it meant that I was going to be there less. And what ended up happening is that at the end of that year, I had more money in my business than I had even hoped for. And my clients were getting better results, even though I literally, like if you clocked the hours, I was spending less time inside of my business. But the decision that I made that really changed everything was that I decided to just fully be in my moments. Like when I needed to be with my kids, I was going to fully be with my kids. And when I was with my clients, I was fully with my clients. And when I was writing copy for newsletters, I was fully inside of that process. And when I was supporting my husband in the way that he really needed me to, that I was fully there. And it felt like a massive gamble. But as it turns out, that was the correct path. And really, 
the part of me that felt like it was a massive gamble was only the part of me that wants to control and the part of me that can sometimes get in the way of all of the miracles and love and money that are naturally flowing in my life and in my being. So this last example is a more recent one. As I shared earlier, we bought this amazing, beautiful home in the incredible and magical land of Sedona, this desert forest mountain that I was made to live in. And the process of buying the home was itself magical. I'll probably do another episode on that sometime. And going into it, since we were coming all the way from North Dakota, where we had lived, I had lived there for um, 15 years at that time, I knew that things were going to be different here in Sedona. I knew my life would be different. I knew I would be different, but I didn't know how. I didn't know what that process would look like. And to my surprise, and I'll even say horror, <laughs> what it looked like was being um, inside of a depression for about five months. And I'm, I'm using that word intentionally, but I'm using it in the way of deep rest. Because my m real understanding of what depression is, is that it is the deep rest that the body requires because it is exhausted from holding up a persona. And this is the thing, we're always living inside of a persona as long as we're alive. And the persona is correct until it's not. And the persona that I had been living inside of up until we moved here was correct. And once we moved here, it was now obsolete. It was outdated, it was stale, it was done. And so I made this massive leap of faith that actually in many ways felt greater than the leap of faith of buying a home that was 10 times the value of the home that we were living in before. And this leap of faith was to let myself have the rest, to let myself have the lack of ambition, to let myself be in this kind of liminal space of just not really caring. <laughs> It's not that I wasn't loving, but um, I just felt nothing. And every day, I, I just took it one day at a time. But my covenant with spirit was like, okay, you know, spirit, how I operate, and you know that I trust that what is happening is correct. And my desire to change what's happening is also correct. But I'm just going to trust that I can really lean into this space of something that feels so very different from how I normally operate and that it's going to be okay. We're not going to lose our house. We're going to continue to pay our bills. The company is going to continue to thrive that in the state that I'm in now, that it's actually perfect to serve my clients and support them in soaring. And you know what? It worked, but it felt like I was burning alive every single day. And it was different because I wasn't burning alive in fear or doubt. I was burning alive in faith. And just yesterday, uh, now that we have completed that year and we are into the first quarter of this new year, I received a confirmation from my accountant that the revenue of the business had doubled this year. And of course, it's not really about the money. It's just that money is a really reliable way to track what's happening because it's quantifiable. So yes, it's important to 
recognize, honor, and express that I have so much more faith in myself now. I have so much more faith in life. I can bring so much more faith to the space of serving my clients because I really understand how it works now on this new level. I know that there will be more and more and more levels for me to understand it. But I wanted to do this deep dive into my experience because I've seen this happen for my clients too, that they go into these spaces of deep grief, of depression after creating something magnificent, the very thing that they wanted to create in their lives, that they will experience frustration, that they'll experience fear. And what happens is they wrong themselves for it. Because any of us who have been in the consciousness realm, in the realm of manifestation, in the realm of quantum leaps, we understand that one of the most powerful ways to manifest is to identify what it is that we want and to really get into our bodies, into our cells, into our energy field, the emotion and the state of being that goes with that desire fulfilled, right? Not the feeling of wanting it, but the feeling of having it. And that is a very, very real technique. It is so powerful, so much more powerful than my mind can still comprehend, even though I work with it constantly. And it's only an evolutionary step. Manifestation is a yoga. It just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And some of those deeper layers are the ones that don't get talked about as much. So there's an evolutionary step beyond building the capacity to hold and embody the emotion and the state of being that goes with your vision fulfilled. And that is to realize that there is nothing that can keep your vision from being fulfilled. That your emotions do not disqualify you. And this is so important because as we go deeper into this beautiful work of conscious living, of really fully living, what is going to happen is we're going to stay with ourselves inside of experiences where we used to numb or run or fight or resist. You're going to find moments where you feel like you're literally dying, like you know that you're not physically dying, but you feel like you're dying. And you feel like, all the fear and anger and worry and all the different things that go with that. And it is so important that we give ourselves that, that we make a stand, that we don't have to abandon ourselves just because we're having a very powerful experience that isn't like all sunshine and rainbows, that we might have physical pain, that we might go through a massive disease experience, that none of these are a reason why you can't fulfill your vision. And it's such a blessing and your life gets so much bigger when you really get that. When you let yourself go all into these big, beautiful waves of human experience without making any of them wrong and recognizing that if what I really need to do is sit in the corner and cry for three months, that that's what I'm going to do. And money's still going to come to me in exactly the way that I desire and in the amount that I desire and in the timeline that I desire. These are the tools that I practice every single day 
And I can tell you, it's no spiritual bypass. It has only taken me deeper and deeper and deeper into my life and into my loving and into the radical experience of being who I am. So it was important for me to create this for you today because I need you to know that your experience is something that you can trust, that you can hold an open hand and let joy come and be felt and really embodied with no restraint, laughing hysterically out loud in public. And you can let it go when it's over. No need to even catalog it or memorize it because more joy is coming. And same with your pain, that you can run towards pain, that you can have a love affair with it. No need to identify with it, to keep it around, to justify your desire for something more, or to make it a reason why you don't deserve every drop of goodness this life has to give. So this is my encouragement. Live. Live fully and make a radical experiment that your choice to live fully as who you are is the reason why more abundance flows to you, not less. It's the reason why your leadership is more impactful, not less. Thank you so much for sharing in this transmission with me today.